Hey guys, welcome back to Modified Lifestyle. I'm your host, Andrew. And it's your boy, Ranj. And we got a whole lot of stuff to cover this week. Yeah, quite a bit, actually. Uh, yeah, a lot happened last week, yeah. let's say that. <laughs> um, to start off, uh, I actually want to talk about this drift event kind of thing. I don't know if, if you haven't seen it. Um, Crispy, Crispy Media, I'm sure a lot of people follow him. And Larry Chen Photos, mm-hmm. he's also a very well-known photographer in the car world. Uh, they shot this tron-inspired drift show i guess you could say uh basically it was like this lighting company they create led lights and they kind of have like this neon effect Mm -hmm. and they basically to promote the company and you know to promote drifting and all that they partnered with these two drifters and basically they built or they converted a drift track into like a tron style track so they had Mm -hmm. just lights going everywhere their whole cars were outfitted with like neon lights everything like that and it was like a drift show in complete darkness Mm-hmm. and i mean in theory it doesn't sound that great but in photos and videos it looks insane yeah and honestly like just looking at the videos or not even the videos the pictures itself it, it, they it looks like kind of edited i mean it looks like someone just like took the the picture itself and kind of did a photoshop on it so i mean for that being super real that's actually very like talented uh, of, of them to even you know kind of give that much material and resources to drifters to kind of build something crazy out of it right especially on a track yeah exactly like when you look at the pictures and videos mm-hmm. like it doesn't even look real yeah it looks like a video game it kind of reminded me of uh need for speed underground 2 if you remember yeah that? yeah everyone yeah. had neons on the cars yeah, yeah yeah like that's when like neon lights were in yeah that's what it reminds me of and that's yeah. what it looks like it looks yeah. like a video game yeah it's actually it, crazy it, it definitely looks pretty absurd yeah in terms of like advertising i i think you know this is a perfect way of getting your name out there and using drifters to kind of put out your name, it really helps them build their brand and obviously uh, increase their exposure. Because obviously, especially in the car industry, uh, there's so many different things you can do to actually appease to a certain crowd. So, I mean, drifters are kind of getting back into like neon lights and all these like puddle lights for stance cars. So I can definitely see why they've kind of used drifters as their stage to kind of approach a certain demographic which makes sense to them yeah honestly it's it's actually a really smart marketing move like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different like lighting companies out there like a lot of people make like underglow kits for cars and like led conversion kits whatever but i've never seen a company do something like this to market their products right which is really smart and like ryan just said like marketing towards the drifting community too because this is what drifters use they use like neon lights it's kind of like a throwback to what they used to do in japan right right so you know good on them for creating and like kind of gathering these drifters and like these people who are big in like the car world like crispy media and larry chen to like promote and shoot the commercial i guess they were doing i think it was like more of like an advertising advertisement they were trying to shoot yeah but yeah gathering these people to come together to create this commercial really smart move really good marketing move and honestly like the results are is crazy it's, it's insane what they were able to create yeah definitely and i think they did a really good job in kind of bringing the video to light because i not everyone thinks of these kind of things right it's very creative no one really has done it before um they're drifting with lights on their cars like it's crazy it's absurd yeah it is if you guys want to check it out uh we'll link the two drifters their instagrams in the show notes so you guys could check it out there they have they also have the full video that they filmed there as well next up we're gonna be talking about the hennessy mammoth so for anyone that doesn't know this is kind of like the six by six ram edition but it's 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 produced by hennessy yeah, so this is an all-new offering from Hennessy Performance. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about them in the past. They create some insane cars. Like, their yeah. trucks, their cars, everything. Right. 
it's like next level like they have mm-hmm. like multiple like six by six conversion kits that they have for mm-hmm. different kind of trucks and all that kind of stuff right but this new truck is a it's based on a 2021 ram trx mm-hmm. with a 1200 horsepower elephant v8 and six wheel drive six wheel drive you heard that right it's a six by six so that means that all six wheels spin at the same time yeah and you heard us talk about like the, the brand new trx not even like released yet yeah uh, a couple podcasts ago and they already have like a full-out build sheet ready for this truck when it, it yeah. is released which yeah. is crazy if you think about it yeah how i look at this truck it's kind of this uh, you know it kind of fits the whole dodge persona to say the least because Dodge right now is just throwing a shit ton of power in all their cars without thinking. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Like their TRX. I think that even comes with the Hellcat engine in it. Yeah, exactly. Right? And this is the Hellephant engine. This is the fucking, you know, the track build. Yeah, this the, is like you, their, their crate engine exactly. that people buy for like race right? cars. I'll be honest. Again, as, I, as we said for the TRX as well. Ain't nobody using that much power unless they're dragging the yeah, car. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. But this just goes to show like... I think this is actually the most powerful truck that Hennessy has built. Yeah. So I'm just looking through the article and like, it's 1200 horsepower. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> that's crazy in a pickup truck. Exactly. I mean, how how I see it though, I, I can literally look down the future and people just babying these and keeping it as a collector. But at the same time, it's like, you have that much power and you can essentially, you know, pull a crazy trailer with this yeah there's a, there's a whole lot of potential with this yeah. but i think like just like any other hennessy build yeah. these are more of just novelty cars right right it's just like the pride of owning one of these mm-hmm. i think that's really what people are purchasing them for yeah it definitely is and i think the whole you know six by six thing going on uh lately is it's it's very like i don't want to say it's clout it, it, but it kind of gives you like a certain status of oh you know what you're getting right because like uh, I, I mean the g-wagon 6x6 or whatever it's called that that kind of is the same thing is right it's like you have a 6x6 holy shit you're someone right so i think the same thing's gonna happen with this because eventually people are just gonna start collecting these because of how rare it is yeah and the price definitely reflects that as well mm-hmm. um the cost is expected to be half a million dollars <laughs> which is i mean it's it's kind of it kind of makes sense yeah. for a 1200 horsepower six by six it does make sense yeah uh, and it's it's also in line with like hennessy performances cars mm-hmm. but like it also says that this is like their most expensive build that they've ever yeah. offered to so this is another case of uh you just buy the truck and you make it sit there so it's gonna be another garage queen that's what yeah. i feel yeah basically yeah so in the truck world i guess hennessy they're kind of known for building six by sixes they're kind of like the big name when you hear six by six yeah trucks especially mm-hmm. um they've done the raptor six by six in the past yeah as well as a uh, silverado yeah and those were like super super limited run they i like i think they only took pre-orders and they only built a certain amount mm-hmm. depending on the orders yeah so that shows you like the rarity of these cars and i'm sure this new mammoth six by six will be the same case yeah uh, and again um you know hennessy is known for their rarity and they kind of want to keep this very exclusive um if you have one you have one if you don't then you know you kind of always have the desire of getting one and I, eventually that's what will kind of increase the price of this thing right because down the line in like 30 years when you know no one really had these it's going to be super rare and people are really gonna want to you know get their hands on one of these and I can definitely see this going at auction for over a million in the future. 
Oh yeah, easily. Mm-hmm. Especially with some of their other six by sixes as well. Yeah, they're like, I mean, at least now they're. It's like I said, it's a novelty. Yeah, but I think in the future, it's definitely gonna, it's definitely going to become like a collectible. Right. Yeah, I can definitely see that happening too. But until then, you know, let's let's just enjoy what we see. Uh, we'll probably never see this in person. Let's be honest. Yeah, I don't um, think anyone in Canada really has an interest in this. No. Yeah, it's more of an American thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna be moving on to some news about the C8. So as most of you guys know, the new Corvette C8 is a super popular car mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. A lot of people are trying to get their hands on them, obviously being the first mid-engine Corvette. Mm-hmm. It kind of enters like this super car territory, I guess you could say. Right. And, you know, a lot of people are purchasing this, purchasing this car because of that. So obviously with having like a setup like the mid-engine Corvette, there's a lot of possibilities in terms of motorsports and racing, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, we've seen a lot of people twin turbo these cars already. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, like built engines, all that kind of stuff. People are yeah. really putting money into the new C8, even yeah. though it's like brand new yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. So as of right now, with the current generation of the C8, you can only purchase them as the Stingray. Mm-hmm. So it does come with the V8. It's about 500 horsepower, give or take. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, it's a lot of power. I'll be honest. It is. And I'll be, I'm actually surprised that they actually put a V8 with the stingray badge because mm-hmm. i think before on the old c7 corvettes the stingrays were v6 right i believe they were yeah, yeah so i was mm-hmm. actually surprised like i'm hoping that there's no v6 option i'm sure a lot of people don't want to see a v6 in this just because of you know it's a corvette you don't want it like it deserves a v8 yeah it's american it's you, american you muscle know, yeah v8 belong in american muscles right? yeah so so i'm glad yeah. you know they're only offering v8s at this point in time definitely um but i'm sure a lot of people are wondering about the z06 yeah which is a super popular model in the c7s so good news is they're bringing it back yay so yeah they're bringing it back with the the same v8 obviously uh but they're actually slapping two twin turbos on there so everyone that was going to take that engine and twin turbo it anyways there you go problem solved now you don't have to turbo it right so this ends up making 650 horsepower and it, it essentially is the you know the same setup that everyone else would run this is the lt2 still that's actually the same engine in the stingray so you'll get in the z06 you'll get four joe push rods valves and a cross plane crank for dual overhead cams and a flat plane crank so i have zero clue uh, what that even means but i think that means power yeah i think it, it means it's, it's gonna go faster <laughs> yeah um i'm actually surprised that they put they made a twin turbo yeah you know with the c7 z06 mm-hmm. being supercharged yeah and like the supercharged is like mm-hmm. it's kind of like the name in the game of like american muscle right i think what uh, I, uh, a lot of the american companies have realized and uh, i mean jdm companies have realized this years ago they've realized that people are going to end up modifying these things anyways so why not make aftermarket parts for them as we you know as is so that in the future if the people want to modify their cars they can actually sell them you know upgrading parts anyways right so obviously they've added this twin turbo in there so anyone that wants to you know add bigger turbos to it or add you know a bigger intercooler or whatever it's already kind of built in there all they really have to do is upgrade so if they if this person wants to run a thousand horsepower i'm sure they can yeah easily and especially with like Mm -hmm twin turbo engines like the tuning capabilities is like endless with them right, right. you could tune them you could get way more power out of just the stock engine right and like Randall said like people are already twin turbo in the stingray v8s right yeah, yeah. so it only know, made sense it made sense yeah. yeah and i'm pretty sure like chevy probably noticed that and they probably realized that like people want 
twin turbo people want turbo cars in general right mm-hmm. like you see like every other manufacturer out there is coming out with turbo cars now right right so i mean in a performance car like this i think a supercharger would probably be ideal um especially for a muscle car but yeah. the twin turbo setup definitely works and i think it's probably a lot better in terms of space as well just because this is a mid-engine car right and it probably works a lot better than that supercharger would. Yeah, it definitely would. From what I've heard about the, the turbos that they're kind of building for the newer gen cars, the main issue that people had with turbos, uh, like in our generation, was the lag. The lag sucked, right? Yeah. And yeah. I believe they're building more efficient turbos for these cars so that you don't actually feel it. Because remember, the only reason why anyone would go supercharger in the first place is because of the no lag, right? Yeah, yeah. The only reason why they don't people don't really like superchargers is because of the wine, you know. But yeah, I mean, anyone can go either way. But it's really cool to see that Chevy has really adopted the aftermarket community and kind of has already given them what they were gonna do. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great platform if you're trying to yeah. if you want to build a car like this or even right. like track it, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. The power is there. Yeah, the 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 whole twin turbo setup is there, and you know you can upgrade anything as you want. If you need more power, you could do that. Mm. Uh, tuning capabilities, like I said, it's endless with these kind of cars. Mm. And we've seen that with a lot of like European cars and JDM cars. That's where you make the power is with tuning. Right, with the turbos. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's huge for the Corvette line, to be honest. And right. you know, for being a mid-engine car, like this car is going to be competing yeah. with the highest supercars out there. Right. It kind of already is. I mean, I was just reading the article and it says you can all... It's giving... Chevy's giving their uh, customers the option of also giving them a set of carbon fiber wheels so it's kind of really on target to be competitive with all the you know supercars i would say because let's be honest supercars are kind of like almost the same range of power but they the supercars don't really come with turbos if you think about it yeah most of them are na at least at this point in time yeah um but yeah like carbon fiber wheels like we don't really see that on any like really street driven car right right like i know like the ford gt has them i think some of the porsche like the higher end porsches have them but like for a street driven car like the c8 you don't see that yeah and that's it's honestly it's a really good offering from chevrolet yeah. i think the uh, the main selling feature for this car will eventually be the price obviously it's uh, there the price isn't released yet but when it comes out i i think this is going to be a really good deal for what you know people really want uh which is modification worthy and obviously a car that can really handle well because let's let's be honest the main competitor for this car is the the viper obviously and the viper really doesn't offer a turbo uh you know model in their car and let's be honest they don't really sell them any either uh because that's they're they don't offer any of this right where they're giving the owners the option to upgrade in the future. Yeah, I think like the the Dodge Viper has always been like mm-hmm. a main competitor, yeah. at least in my eyes. Um, they've kind of gone their separate ways now, especially with this new C8 being mid-engine, and I think yeah. the Viper still has a V10 in it. Yeah. So they've definitely gone their separate ways, but I think with the C8, like it's competing with a whole different class of cars right now. Yeah. Right, and like Randall said, like even with the price tag, like the C7, that car was probably maybe. 80 90k for the mm-hmm. z06 yeah and that was a supercharged 650 mm-hmm. horsepower v8 yeah and that thing was a bargain for the power that you get with that definitely right yeah. People, like you keep up with supercars lamborghinis ferraris right porsches anything like that like and, that are 
double triple the price yeah and a lot of people literally just you know slapped a cam on it or like a nice exhaust and they literally got a couple more horsepowers out of it yeah exactly and like with this mid-engine c8 Mm -hmm. you have that improved driving experience of the mid-engine format and you also have twin turbos which is like it's endless possibilities with that definitely this car it's it's gonna be a game changer yeah i'm just gonna leave out that especially for the price tag yeah so moving on we're gonna be moving back to dodge and uh we're gonna be talking about their dodge chargers so uh for the first time um dodge is actually offering the charger srt hellcat uh in the red eye treatment uh so what that essentially means is they're putting the red eye engine into the actual charger which was never actually seen Uh, i'm sorry i'm not really a big dodge guy but yeah it, it looks pretty dope obviously it comes with a 797 horsepower that the red eye comes with and uh i believe this is the 2021 model year which you get the wide body flares on with this yeah so obviously this is not the first time we've heard of the dodge charger red eye uh mm-hmm. there's been like leaks and all kinds of articles in the past about dodge offering this so it's it's been known but i think right now this is like the first time we're seeing pictures as well as a price tag so the the new 2021 dodge charger srt hellcat red eye <laughs> that's a long name yeah it's gonna start at eighty thousand. that's us so probably close to a hundred thousand for canadians and i believe this is the most powerful charger that they have right yeah yeah i believe this is gonna this is their most powerful model uh i i believe the hellcat is 708 right it's 707 i think 707 yeah. yeah so yeah essentially this is gonna be the highest model you can buy obviously it's hella fast and it still comes with rear wheel drive so sketchy as hell <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it, it's very interesting to see that they're them adding this into it into their mix again dodge don't give a fuck yeah they, clearly they, they're literally throwing all of the v8s into their cars yeah they don't really care <laughs> but lo- looking at the pictures like i mean the charger hasn't really changed much mm-hmm. i don't see why they keep like doing like these minor upgrades yeah every year or whatever mm-hmm. but like this is also like the first time the red eyes offered so i guess it's kind of like a big deal yeah i guess but looking at the dodge like charger lineup it's so confusing trust me it, it reminds me of the bmw lineup very same thing very confusing they have a lot of cars and i can't tell which one's which <laughs> yeah exactly like the charger yeah there's so many different variants of it like yeah. from the base model all the way up to the red eye hellcat and then yeah. they also offer like wide bodies and like different right. engine sizes. You know, you get like the 392 Hemi with the wide body or not wide body, yeah. like the Hellcat with the wide body or not. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Like the lineup is it's so confusing. There's so many different options. Um, but yeah, like Randall said, it, it reminds me of BMW because like yeah. BMW's lineup is also like really confusing. But I guess like, I mean they're they're offering a lot of options, yeah. so that's good on them. And they're off, they're obviously selling a lot of these cars, so they're able to kind of market themselves to every market out there so next up on the new car train we have the 2021 mercedes-benz s-class mm-hmm. now the s-class has been a very popular car in the luxury market obviously i would say it's kind of like a benchmark right below like the bentley and the rolls royce tier but for consumers you know like s-class it's like probably the most luxurious car you could buy and it's been like that for years now yeah and mercedes-benz they've been slowly upgrading their line in terms of design and technology you know in the in the past couple of years we've seen a huge change in their exterior design and you see a lot of their cars kind of following the same design language as well mm-hmm. and on the interior as well they've been investing a lot of money into technology and a lot of like driver safety features as well 
yeah, I, I was initially introduced to this by you, right? So I'm kind of surprised to like see this. First initial thoughts though, it kind of looks different, which is nice to see uh, because I wasn't actually digging, you know, all of their damn cars looking the same. Yeah, they literally look exactly the same. <laughs> exactly the same. I couldn't tell the difference between an E-Class and an S-Class, yeah, yeah. to be honest. But it's good to see that they've kind of changed the look of each each one of the cars now. So it, you can actually tell that, you know, this is an S-Class. Yeah, exactly. Uh, besides the fact that it's actually really nice, they've upgraded almost everything. Like, the interior is impressive. And it should be because it's a Mercedes, right? So it's, it's very luxurious, very, like, you know, timeless. Um, very modern they've kind of went the modern route now and they've kind of ditched the you know like two different screen method which they had i think for a couple of years yeah yeah um and i kind of like that they kind of integrated the infotainment system and they've they've kind of integrated the infotainment and climate control together which looks really nice but i think the really icing on the cake for this car is a rear seats because let's be honest anyone that has an s class is definitely have, having themselves driven around by a driver or something. Yeah, exactly. And the S-Class, like, it doesn't disappoint. Like, when I'm looking at this car, like, even before I sell this car, I always thought to myself that, like, luxury cars, it's such a competitive market now because you see a lot of these cheaper cars integrating the same technologies mm -hmm. and the same designs. Yeah. But, like, Mercedes is just outdoing themselves at this point. Yeah. Like, we've seen, like, quilted seats. Like, that's, like, probably, like, the most popular trend yeah. right now. Like, you yeah. see basically every car out there, you see yeah, quilted yeah. seats. Yeah. Mercedes-Benz, you know, they've done a little different with the quilted seats. I like mm -hmm. how they did it. It's very, it's a lot larger. Like, the, the pattern is a lot larger than, like, the standard quilted seats. Mm -hmm. But it also kind of keeps that general style in as well. And one thing to note about Mercedes, too, like, I think the S-Class, like, the ambient lighting in this these cars is, like, insane. Yeah. It's next level. Like, mm -hmm. a lot of companies are trying to replicate it, but they just can't. Yeah. It's definitely their, like, standout feature. I They do it really well. And I don't, again, as you said, no one else can replicate it. It's kind of like their signature. Uh, it's like, you know, the star, uh, Starlight in the Rolls Royce? Yeah. That's kind of like their thing. This yeah. is Mercedes-Benz's thing where they've kind of perfected it. And if anyone else does it, it's kind of replicating it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I like that, the, like, if you've, if you've never seen an S-Class before, like, the ambient lighting, I like how it continues down from the rear passenger doors and, and these... And in the new one, mm -hmm. in the back seat, it also continues down to like the center console and right down um, mm -hmm. the seats and everything, right. like the front seats at least. And yeah, it just it's a really nice cohesive design of the lighting and all the technology in the car. Right. And like Ryan just said before, like the main displays of this car, they're kind of following like the whole Tesla screen design, like we've seen a lot of people. Um, follow mm -hmm. with the single screen and then you have any another screen for like your speedometer and like your dash uh, notifications all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. so they've kind of like streamlined it in that sense one thing i, I noticed that i remember a couple years ago when they designed they redesigned the g-wagon that car it has a single screen that stretches from the driver's point of view all the way to the center of the car mm -hmm. and it kind of displays all the information of the car yeah and i really like that i seen they integrate that with some other cars as well mm -hmm. and i'm actually surprised they didn't continue that into the s-class yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think because this is kind of like a driver's car, right? Someone with a driver, uh, they really want them to pay attention to the road in front of them. So they kind of have uh, all, all of this in front of them. And maybe in the passenger seat, they'll leave that for them, right? Obviously, they don't want someone just fidgeting with the infotainment system and climate control all all the time that they're driving. Because that, obviously, that's unsafe. Yeah, and moving on to like the exterior, like Randall said before, they've really kind of redesigned this car to have its own styling. 
I really like it to be honest. It it, it definitely has a unique styling from all the all the other Mercedes mm-hmm. sedans out there. But I think they're probably gonna continue this design yeah. when they redesign those cars as well. Yeah, I I mean I th- I think they're gonna do. I mean I've seen some of the newer cars too. Um, I think this entire designing is kind of like their A class. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing. It reminds me of the A class yeah. as well as the new redesigned CLA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely see a little hint of this S class in there too. But I think they did a good job of like kind of being distinct with the designing yeah, because yeah. not before all the cars used to look the same and i think they messed up doing that because there's no difference between an e-class and an s-class it like in, yeah it literally the looked the same. visually visualizers eyes yeah um this one it kind of you can tell that it's a different car yeah you, right? you can see by like just the outside styling that it's a much more luxurious car it's a higher-end car right but besides that i think they did a good job on the engine as well obviously because of its demand they went with a v6 twin turbo as well which is they're they're doing a lot of right now i mean it, the horsepower isn't really the the big difference here the the v6 obviously has 429 horsepower uh and the v8 has 496 the torque on the v6 is uh 384 foot pounds versus the the v8 being 516 and i think that's really a good indicator it shows that you know the low compression and whatever uh, so the engine will obviously run for longer in the V8. Another big thing with these new engines is that they're introducing a EQ boost. So it's basically like an electric motor mm-hmm. that adds a lot more torque, and it basically like they and it basically reduces like the turbo lag, at least in the V6 model, mm-hmm. which is huge. Like for a turbo engine, like the turbo lag is probably like the biggest yeah. concern when people are purchasing that. Most and definitely. you know, having a electric motor help out with that is always a good thing. Yeah, as as we were talking about in you know with the Corvette, it's kind of similar. Uh, we're gonna see a lot more companies introduce turbo lag-free turbos, which is you know the next big thing, because everyone hated you know waiting for the turbo to kind of kick in, all that bullshit. So it definitely makes sense for them to introduce it, and it's something that you know a lot of people want in the on, in these cars. So on the technology aspect of the car obviously like these luxury cars like the technology is endless in them this new s-class introduces a new digital light led headlights this is a new piece of technology that mercedes has developed basically uses leds and it's refracted on like really really tiny mirrors that obviously improves the nighttime visibility of the headlights Mm -hmm. and it also kind of works like a, a video projector so they say like this lighting system it's similar to a video projector where they could project symbols onto the road so if it detects like a, constru- a construction zone coming up mm-hmm. it could project an image of like construction on the road so you you know what's coming up ahead even if you can't see it wow that's cool yeah and even with like pedestrians too like if it detects a pedestrian in the way or coming up it'll project an image onto the pavement ahead of you so even like this is more for driving at night where it is like very dim roads or whatever mm-hmm. so if you can't see any obstructions up ahead you know the mercedes system it'll detect it and it'll alert you using this system very cool and i mean in general this is a very you know luxurious model uh, a lot of people won't even think about buying this obviously but again it's one of the biggest things right now and the main reason why we we're talking about it is because of luxury right and it, we see in stance culture uh and you know vip culture that luxury is a huge aspect of it and we, I, in general, can definitely see someone really pimping the, this out to their specifications with like nice, 
you know, three-piece wheels, 20, 21 inch to 22 inch. I can definitely see it in this on this car. And, you know, throwing on air ride, which I think it already does, but obviously dumping it to the ground. And there you go. You have yourself the next show car. <laughs> and you essentially don't need to do anything else to it. Just that and you're done. Yeah, I think the VIP culture is really lacking. It's really slacking on the S-Class. Mm -hmm. Like you see a lot of people doing VIP builds on like Acuras and Lexus or whatever. But like mercedes like the s-class specifically it's a it's a very underused platform yeah and i think for like the in terms of luxury like it's definitely like the highest the most luxurious car you can buy right now yeah and for a vip build it would be perfect for that yeah it definitely would and i think we both agree upon this that a lot of people need to start looking into mercedes more obviously it's an expensive brand and it, it's very posh because it's a Mercedes, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? It's it's specifically built for that kind of styling, you know, people that like the style of it and like the performance of it in general, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think because, like, the price is definitely, like, a huge burden mm -hmm. for people. Uh, one thing I've seen, though, is that people have been starting to modify, like, these really, really old Mercedes. I don't yeah. know if you've seen that. Like, like not even, like, like 2000s. Like, probably, like, Mercedes from the 70s and 80s. Right. Right? Like, those big boxy style cars with like yep. probably like v8s in them yeah right and people have been doing like vip builds on those and honestly like that's a really nice platform like those yeah. cars look amazing like just stock they look Definitely really, really agree good. yeah and I, I again it's the luxury of it right and even back then if you had a mercedes or a B, i wouldn't say bmw but if you had a mercedes back in the 70s or 80s like you were someone right you were either like crazy rich or you were a drug dealer, right? It's one of those two. Yeah, I agree. It's a good way of putting it. Yeah, and on that note, we are going to move on to our car of the week now. So um, I mentioned, I think on the first topic that we talked about, mm -hmm. Crispy Media. He's very well known in the aftermarket car community. Right. If you don't know who I'm talking about, um, where have you been living, honestly? <laughs> like Crispy, yeah, for real. He's like the biggest name out there. Yeah, in terms of media. Yeah. Uh, he does like cinematography, like crazy videos. You know, he knows... A lot of like the big guys in the scene right and he recently i think just last year started modifying his subaru legacy wagon mm -hmm. and he just i think just this year he just finally like completed it i'll say completed in air quotes because obviously no bill is never complete yeah never <laughs> but he finally got it running and he got the car to do a little video shoot and if you haven't seen it uh check out his youtube channel you could check it out there yeah but yeah his car is like it's like next level to be honest yeah uh, i think the main thing of, i think the the main thing for his build was that he actually bought this as his daily to kind of just get around town and everything right but obviously he kind of grew out of it a lot of he got a lot more camera gear than he needed uh, i believe he now drives a minivan right yeah, so he has a minivan yeah, now. Yeah, that's his like main car. That's his daily. Basically. Exactly. But essentially, when he was starting out, he needed a lot of room for equipment. Uh, you know, all the all the f film gear. You really had to like get it in there somehow. And obviously, as we you know, wagons are the best solution for that. But yeah, he eventually grew out of it, and he is he wanted to obviously give it the love that he's always dreamt of uh, for that car. Uh, so obviously, the first thing he did was get bags, wheels, and who is better to do that setup than Serious Innovations? And obviously, for anyone that doesn't know uh, Serious Innovations, they do not leave anything behind when it comes to trunk setups and air ride suspension. Uh, they go all out and they make sure that, you know, everything is touched in terms of the trunk. 
Yeah, so basically this is his show car. So like Ryan just said, like he the first thing he did was put on bags. Uh, he got new like I think this is like the first set of roadie from wheels. Like this is like the first set that road from ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got those for the car, and then he also did like custom paint job to like full interior. He did like forged carbon fiber parts, um, Alcatara on the interior, mm-hmm. and of course he did like a full motor build on the car as well. Mm-hmm. And I think he's pushing like 600 horsepower to the wheels. Yeah. Obviously, the engine build very complex on these cars uh, for anyone that doesn't know. I mean, it's a Subaru. Uh, it comes with a flat four engine. Uh, very nice to make power with it, but hard to make power with, if that makes any sense. Yeah, definitely. And he's definitely seen like a lot of hardships throughout yeah. the build. Right. Like he started the build early last year and he just technically finished it with no hiccups yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. So it shows you like the amount of work that's gone into this car. Like aside from like, what I've said, like he's also done like custom tail lights, custom headlights, and you know, custom uh, diffusers and like front lips and all this kind of stuff. Like everything's custom on his car. It's a, it's genuinely a true show car. Yeah, and I think that really goes to show what a show car is, right? A show car obviously isn't just you know something that you put air ride and wheels on it and you call it a year, right? You have to kind of nurture it. You have to go full out on it essentially i think that's what kind of gets all, all of us in, inspired especially when crispy uh you know someone that we really look up to it kind of inspires you to kind of do more with yours yeah exactly and i think that's why he's like a huge inspiration for a lot of people out there yeah obviously from his like his car content and everything people love his stuff that he does all the videos he makes and all that kind of stuff but his car it's it's truly one of a kind and i think a lot of people look up to him for his car and for a lot of the work that he does yeah for sure and I, I can really appreciate the work that he puts into, you know, his, his creating content for the community and essentially giving us, you know, insights on like the RWB projects and uh, bills that we've never actually seen before online. All right. So next up, we're going to discuss some of the car meets, car shows coming up. We've kind of skipped out on this section in the past couple of weeks, obviously, because there's not a lot going on. But like just this past weekend, like there were so many events like these, yeah. these events, they're very last minute. Like, they're planned very last minute. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, just in September, there's a whole lot of them happening. Like, a lot of yeah. planned events happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, first up, we have CSCS. So, this is actually their season finale, unfortunately. You know, car season's kind of coming to an end. Yeah. This is on September 20th at Cayuga. Very, very popular track, especially mm-hmm. for CSCS. Like, their shows there, they're always huge. A lot of people go to them. Mm-hmm. This time around, they're offering drifting, time attack, and drag racing. So, something for everyone. They also have a free cars and coffee so it's not really a show and shine just kind of like park a car or whatever you go up you can register for free on their website so definitely check that out i'm sure it's very limited so it might be full i'm not sure uh but yeah check out their website check out their instagram for more information on that all right moving on to the second show uh so this is called uh, west indian car show it's hosted by rum shop chronicles and uh obviously this is happening at radika's hot and spicy for anyone that doesn't know radika's Definitely hit them up on their Instagram account. They make some of the best doubles of life, I swear to God. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. And they're, they're actually, like, pretty active in the car scene as well. Yeah. I think, like, just last month they had a car show. Right. Um, in the past, we've gone through the car shows as well. So, it's yeah. always it's always a really good event. Yeah. So, I believe uh, they're actually uh, upgrading their location in Brampton. Um, so, the reason why they're kind of doing this car show to kind of bring light to that. So, yeah, this is, uh, this is happening on September 13th. And it's happening from 1 to 8 p.m. They have a lot of uh, DJs coming out. 
Uh, I think on their posters, there's close to like 10 of them. I, I, I definitely know they're going to be playing some good music. That's for sure. Come on, come on out on the 13th. Obviously, this should be a good one. And, you know, it's the end of the season, so might, might as well, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to check this one out. Um, you know, being in Brampton, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of brown people there. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this one, it, it'll be interesting, I'll say. Yeah. But yeah, it looks like it's... It's hosted by a DJ, so obviously they have a lot of DJs, so the music's yeah. going to be good, like Rando said. So yeah, this meet's going to actually be located at 283 Queen Street East uh, in Brampton. Check out the poster, obviously, on their page uh, at Radicals Hot and Spicy or Rum Shop Chronicles. Again, come on out. It should be a good one. So yeah, there's also a meet happening this week. It's called the Scarborough Bluffs Collab. Um, it's happening at 7 Brimley Road South in scarborough it's it's hosted by fresh ontario 905 street kings 416 wolf pack and obviously uh midnight mafia is happening on friday september 11th from 7 to 7 p.m to late that's what it says on the poster but yeah um this should be a good one too and i mean if you're trying to go for a ride if you live in missaga brampton definitely hit it up it's a nice cruise and yeah cool all right, so that's about it for today. Thank you guys for listening. We greatly appreciate you guys. For any uh, you know general inquiries or if you guys have any topics that you would like us to discuss, definitely hit us up at Northside Whips on Instagram and Facebook or email us northsidewhips at gmail.com. Yeah, if you want to check out any of the stuff we talked about on today's podcast, check out the show notes. We'll have everything down there as well as the car of the week. And yeah, that's about it. Thank you guys again for listening and tuning in every week. We greatly appreciate that. And we will see you guys next week. Peace out.